Down the left wing, pass to Barry in over the blue line. His shot to McDavid, scores! McDavid able to poke it in at the side of the net, and the Oilers are up 2-0. Barry got his stick in there. Dominic Cahoon can get it out. Long pass to McDavid. In over the jet line, shoots, scores! Connor McDavid gets it under the pass and the Oilers are up 3-0. Got it to the blue line. It's given away. Here's McDavid, a breakaway. Connor McDavid, he'll shoot. Scores! Hat-trick goal for Connor McDavid. His fourth hat-trick of the season. And the Edmonton Oilers are up 6-1. Connor McDavid, full throttle against the Jets tonight. He scores three. He adds an assist. And the Oilers run away with it. 6-1 is the final. So McDavid with those four points now up to 81 on the season with 10 games to go. So he just has to get a little under two points per game to reach 100 in this shortened campaign. Wouldn't count him out the way he played tonight and the way he's played most of the year. Thanks a lot for tuning in. It's 939 along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. It's Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line from the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Center. Well, Rob, we will start with the best player in the game. I think, I mean, with 10 games left in the season, I don't know who does the engraving for the NHL. I think they could probably put his name on the Hart Trophy already. But just another spectacular performance by McDavid. It was, and it was another night where the, the opposition had zero answer. There was just nothing that they could do against Connor McDavid. Um, I know they were missing a couple of their better players out of their lineup, but uh, the problem for the Winnipeg Jets is their back end. They don't have anyone that could be physical against Connor. They don't have anyone that can keep up with them speed-wise. Uh, they simply have no answers, and Connor took full advantage of it. And he ended up with four points. And that was more or less taking the third period off as the Oilers they had the game in hand and and backed off and just started rolling lines. So through 40 minutes, he had four points and probably could have had about four or five more. Missed a couple good chances. His line mates missed a few. Uh, it was a, a perfect night for him. And the Winnipeg Jets right now must be, their coaching staff's in, in the room saying, okay, this is the team we're going to play here to start the playoffs. We're going to have to find a way to stop McDavid. We haven't done it through the first what is it, seven, eight games of the of the regular season against him, and he seems to be getting better against us. So the answers that they may have thought they had early in the season uh, are certainly not the ones that they're going to have in the playoffs. So Connor McDavid has sent a message to, to the Winnipeg Jets that uh, catch me if you can, because right now they've shown through the regular season that Connor McDavid and Leon, but Connor McDavid is too much for them to handle. Yeah, McDavid now up to 19 points in eight games against the Jets. Let's hear for McDavid, courtesy Mattress Superstore. Give them five minutes and they'll give you the best sleep of your life. Take the Sleepology body scan and take the guesswork out of buying a mattress. Hi, Connor. Uh, you guys are coming off a, a long break and you have this big uh, battle for second place against Winnipeg. This seemed like a night where you, where you personally wanted to come out and just grab this game by the throat and leave nothing to chance. Is that pretty much the way it went down? I thought our group did a great job, uh, you know, right from right from the get-go. I thought, uh, you know, we had lots of jump. You know, we were coming off of a little break, and, and they've, uh, you know, played some hockey. So um, I, we, I thought we got the jump on them early and, you know, kind of just, uh, just kept going, uh, you know, the whole time. 
this was pretty complete in a 6-1 game. You know, your goaltender stood out. Your team defense was rock solid. Just could you evaluate the way that uh, you guys are going heading into the stretch drive in the playoffs? I mean, we got lots of confidence, I think. Uh... You know, we've played some good hockey. We've played uh, all types of games. I thought our series against Montreal was kind of hard, hard nosed, hard hitting. Um, you know, I thought uh, you know, tonight, obviously, we showed uh, a little bit of a different game. So I think, you know, we're confident, um, you know, as we should be moving forward. Mark Spector, Sportsnet. Yeah, Connor, you, you guys have beaten Winnipeg five straight now. Uh, is that. Yeah, uh, good chance you're going to play in the playoffs. What's that worth? And, and you know, to keep pounding at home that you can beat them every night, what's that worth heading into a possible playoff matchup? I mean, it's 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 good for for our confidence, I guess. But, I mean, the, the playoffs is a different animal. So, you know, we're obviously jostling for position, but it's, you know, kind of look at leaning that way that we, that we might play them. So, Obviously, we want to finish ahead of them and, and have home ice advantage, and, and we'll see what happens, uh, you know, moving forward. Another four points tonight. Uh, what, is, uh, what does the chase for 100 points mean for you? Uh, not a ton. I think, uh, you know, we want to play our, uh, you know, good team hockey coming down the stretch. I think that's the most important thing. Tony Brar, Oilers TV. Hey, Connor, your teammate, uh, Leon Dreisaitl, becomes the highest scoring German tonight with a couple of points. Can you just speak about how incredible that achievement is for him and German hockey? Yeah, I mean, what he's done in this league is, you know, even at a young age is, is pretty amazing. Um, you know, and to think that, uh, you know, he's already the, the leading scorer um, in German hockey history, I think uh, it's a pretty special thing and, and, and something that... Uh, um, you know, should be proud of. I think it's a mark that uh, you know, I don't think too many German kids are, are going to be able to chase down. So that, that should be something that, that hangs around for a long time. So something you should be, uh, be really proud of. Another milestone for tonight was uh, your teammate Alex Chason recording his 100th career NHL goal. Can you talk about the significance of Chason both on the ice and in the locker room? Yeah, I mean, he's a guy who's won before. Um, you know, he's such a, a, a veteran in our room and, and uh, you know, has, you know, his leadership is is, uh, is something that we definitely really rely on. And um, he's a vocal guy in our room and, and uh, you know, he, he, you know, he can't stress enough how, uh, how important he is off the ice. And obviously on the ice, he plays a solid game and, um, you know, chips in offense, uh, you know, when he can and, and uh, you know, plays a, a, a solid game. So, you know, he's a, a very important piece for us. Max Help, DPA. Thank you. Hey, um, asking about Leon too. How has he changed the way that German hockey players are perceived in the league, in your opinion? Um, you know, I think... I, I, I mean, that's a tough question to answer. I think, obviously, Leon is a very well-respected player in this league. You know, highly regarded as one of the best best players in the world. And, and uh, you know, I, I can only really speak for Leon in that sense. But, you know, obviously, Stutzel going so high in the draft and, you know, a couple other German kids coming up. I think, uh, you know, the future for German hockey is, uh, is pretty bright. Thank you. Appreciate it. Terry Jones, Post Media. Uh, Connor, oops, you hear me there? Yep. Uh, you and Leon obviously have had success against the entire National Hockey League, but uh, is there any reason that you think that uh, 
your more successful uh, this year against Winnipeg than any other team. I think it's 39, or I can't remember, but it's way up there with points. Do uh, you have a theory on that? I think our team just, uh, you know, seems to play well against them. I think, uh, you know, we, we, we know it's going to be a tough mat, a tough game every time we play them. You know, they have they have some of the best forwards, uh, you know, around the league and, um, you know, and their goaltenders coming off of Vesna season. So, you know, they're as good a team as you're going to find. And, um, you know, we come in and, and are prepared for a... a you know, a, a, a great game, you know, each and every time. And, you know, we seem to play them play them hard. So um, I think it starts uh, starts with the whole group. It seems to be the case every year of uh, you having a career year to follow the career year before that. But is there something special about this year? And, and by that, I'm speaking of the back-to-back games, the, the competitiveness of uh, the Canadian division and all of that stuff that brings the best in you out more often or whatever um you know i just try to to you know play my game and and build on what whatever i've done the last season and continue to grow my game and you know this season has been uh you know it's been fun in the sense that you know each and every night you know you're playing in your division and and the points are so crucial so you know it's definitely been a a different year but you know it's been uh it's been fun to be uh to be a part of jason gregor tsn 1260 Connor, you continue to get better as the season goes along, and you've done that historically in your career. March, you know, and I know this year's a little different because it started later, but March has always been your most productive month. It's late in the year. Guys are tired. Do you have any reason why you're able to just keep elevating, you know, as the season goes along? Do you feel like you get better later in a year? I think for me... um... You know, kind of just getting into a rhythm is is important. Um, you know, I like those stretches where you play lots of games and, and not too many days and you're playing every other day and, and stuff like that. So, I, you know, I kind of like that. Um, and, you know, March historically is always the busiest month as well. So um, I think maybe that's something to do with it. Um, not really sure what it is, to, to be honest. And can you give me your thoughts, uh, two newcomers tonight, obviously you've played against Kulikov, but first time to see him, he was engaged a lot in the offense, and then your impressions of young McLeod's first game. Yeah, I thought they both played ama- or They both played great. I thought, uh, you know, Cooley um, coming in, he's a veteran guy, um, you know, seems to be comfortable right away in the room, and, you know, um, you know, pair it up well with with Lars. I mean, I I wouldn't want to play against those two all night long. So, um, I thought they were uh, they were solid, and I thought he he did a great job of you know getting himself into the game and and moving the puck well and, and defending hard. And as for McLeod, I thought uh, he played great. Um, you know, he was great on faceoffs. You know, created some chances, drew a nice penalty, and um, you know I thought it was a, a great first one for him and, and something he can for sure build on. Jim Matheson, Post Media. A couple of things, Connor. There's no shootouts. The Oilers have had to, haven't had a shootout this year, but you've scored lots of breakaway goals. Have you worked on that? You've been very successful at it this year. Yeah, I think. I, I don't know the numbers, but it feels like I've had less breakaways this year than ever before. But you know, I seem to be, uh, you know, Barrett, you know, finishing those chances off, which is something that historically I haven't been very good at. So um, definitely important to. Uh, to bear down when you have a chance like uh, like a breakaway. And you mentioned about Ryan McLeod. Um, 
was it a good game for for a player playing his first game and it was a one-sided game you know as the game we're on so he could get into the game and even play more minutes a lot of times like a kid playing his first game it's a close game he only gets six minutes or something and you in your own mind you're thinking oh that was great but i didn't really play that much in his case he played 12 and a half minutes so he got lots of ice yeah i thought uh you know, like I said, I thought he played played great. I thought, uh, you know, he had, felt like he had the puck a lot. I felt like uh, he created a couple chances. Um, that entire line was was solid for us. So, um, you know, he was definitely uh, definitely involved in the game. And um, you know, like I said, something he can for sure build off of. And um, you know, it's always good to see a, a good person like he is, uh, you know, do well in his first one. Ryan Urshog, TSN. Connor, just on the on the hat trick goal there, I mean, a lot of guys with two goals, they'll see that open ice and they'll just go for it. But it, it almost seemed like you thought somebody was with you there. You, you sort of took a look. Did you think somebody was? And uh, and when you start that move, stick handling like that, do you know what you're doing with it when your hands first start moving? Well, I can't. I mean, you're asking for some of my secrets. I can't give them all away, I think. <laughs> um you know, I think anytime you have time on a breakaway, you should take as much time as you can. So, um, you know, I felt like I had lots of time, just wanted to take a peek and make sure and then, you know, kind of make my move, uh, you know, that I saw that that might work. I don't know. I think, uh, you know, that's a move I've done before and it's one I'm pretty, pretty comfortable doing. You have a goalie that seems to compete as hard as pretty much anybody. Um, how much does that rub off on you, especially on a night like tonight where you saw some of that early from him? Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a battler in there, um, you know, and that makes guys want to battle for him. He's a, he's a great guy. He's a leader in our room. You know, he's, his, his voice carries, uh, you know, carries a lot of weight with guys. So, um, you know, he's someone that, uh, that we want to, want to play hard for, and, and he plays, uh, plays hard for us. Last question, Terry Jones. Yeah, just one more. Uh, the, uh, uh, I know how much you like talking about yourself, so let's go in a different direction here. Uh, when you when you take part in, and watch that game, uh, do you get a, a sense uh, of how much closer this team is getting uh, to being able to compete for that one thing you want to compete for, this, the cup at the end of the road? Yeah, I mean, there's obviously uh, steps to to every team. There's always steps to towards things and and uh you know i think our, our team has taken a few steps forward this year we've obviously got lots of work left to do but um you know i think everyone feels pretty good with where we're at and uh you know continue to uh to build on what we got going here thank you this concludes Connor mcdavid's media availability all right that is Connor mcdavid who gets a hat trick tonight and the edmonton oilers ring up the winnipeg jets 6-1 reed wilkins rob brown with you this evening thanks a lot for tuning in more post game reaction as we move along you can chime in at 780-496-0063 that's our hotline presented by certainteed professional grade building materials well what did he say rob are you worried about the chase for 100 points he said not so much so i i, I want I want your reaction to that because it's a team sport and any athlete would take the Stanley Cup over any individual accomplishment. But is there a but? I mean, deep down, is, is Connor McDavid thinking, oh, man, that would be so cool to get to 100? What do you think? Um, most players have, have goals. And most of the players make goals that are 
achievable, but it takes something special to get to them. Uh, great players set their bar even higher as to what they want to accomplish. Now, 100 points in a season like this really doesn't mean a whole lot, but it's kind of a cool uh, stat line. You scored 100 points in a year where, you know, you're only playing 56 games. So he knows exactly how far he is away. And he says all the right things, and all players do. No player is going to come out and say, hey, yeah, I want 100 points. It's important to me. No player. Um, but inside, uh, offensive players know that when they score points, they're doing their job. And when they do their job, their team wins. So if Connor gets to 100 points, that's certainly going to help the Edmonton Oilers be a, a, a team that has success in the regular season. So, yeah, he's, he's not going to talk about it. But it just it's just a little... A quirky thing that yeah 100 points would be cool i mean that's all it is it's nothing special it's not like he's setting a record or or getting his 200th point but yeah Connor mcdavid 100 points and i believe he's gonna get it i really do i think he's gonna get it as as i just look at what the score their schedule has for the remainder of the season i see the oilers going nine and two at worst or yeah including tonight's game so after tonight eight and two at worst over the rest of the regular season. I think they got a favorable schedule, and I see Connor McDavid hitting 100 points, and you might get just a, a slightly bigger smile when he scores it. And uh, But it will be a pretty cool accomplishment. So the Oilers bump up their record to 28-16-2. The Jets have now lost four in a row. They're 27-18-3. The Oilers are one point ahead of the Jets for second in the North Division. They do have... Two games in hand. They play again coming up on Wednesday. That'll be the ninth and final meeting of the season between the Oilers and the Jets. Edmonton now 6-2 and two against Winnipeg, Rob. And the last two have been relatively lopsided. Nine days ago, it was 3 nothing for Edmonton. one nothing for a lot of the game, though the Jets didn't generate a lot in that one. And then, you know, here tonight, obviously, with four goals in the second period, the Oilers put it away. I- I'm... And and we should point out the Jets were without a couple key guys tonight. That that certainly makes a difference. What does this mean to you? And and should this in your mind is this any foreshadowing for what could happen in a playoff series between these two teams? Uh, yes and no. Uh, regular season you throw out once you get into the playoff. I don't think the Oilers are going to go in as great underdogs against Toronto if they were to play them because Toronto was better in the regular season. Um, but with the the Winnipeg Jets, what I see is a team that uh, they got terrible defense. You know, they just they're not that good. They uh, they've got two or three guys that can't be on the ice against Leon or Connor because they're not good enough. Uh, they make too many mistakes uh, defensively to to overcome. Um, they're going to be better with Ehlers back. They're going to be better uh, with Lowry back in the lineup. But the problem tonight is the or the the Jets would have some pressure on the Oilers, and then a defenseman would bumble a pass or or lose control of a puck, and that was the it comes the other way. And the Oilers, when when it's in Connor or Leon's hands, they're not going to miss. So to me, the it, the Oilers and the Jets are going to play in the first round. Hopefully, it, it's almost like you don't want the Oilers to pass Toronto because Montreal to me would be a much tougher matchup for the Oilers. So the Oilers and Jets are going to play in the first round and. I have not seen anything out of the Jets this last while uh, with their back end that tells me that they can beat the Edmonton Oilers in a seven-game series. Their, their back end, they needed to do something at the trade deadline, and they didn't. They picked up Jamie Ben, who, or sorry, Jordan Ben, who's uh, a nice number 
five, six defensemen, but they needed a top four defenseman. They didn't get it. And the Oilers would be heavy favorites in my mind going into the playoffs against the Winnipeg Jets. So the Oilers win 6-1 tonight. That means the Japanese Village goal light is on on the Oilers page on 630chet.com. We turn it on whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game. You can print up a coupon for a free appetizer from Japanese Village restaurants, now offering takeout complete details at jvedmonton.ca. Meanwhile, around the NHL tonight, still in action early in the third period, it is Los Angeles leading Anaheim 2-1. About two minutes, uh, pardon me, about four minutes left in the second period in uh, San Jose. The Sharks lead the Coyotes 4-2. Earlier today, the Canadians get a big win, knocking off the Calgary Flames 2-1. St. Louis wins on home ice 4-1 over the Avalanche. The Senators get by the Canucks 2-1. In overtime, Dallas beating the Hurricanes 4-3. Predators over the Panthers 4-1. The scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer, looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to Edmonton Trailer Com. All right, we'll get to some of your phone calls and texts in a few minutes. You'll also hear from head coach Dave Tippett. The magic number for the Oilers to clinch a playoff spot. So the total number of points that they need to get and that the Vancouver Canucks need to not get for the Oilers to finish ahead of the Canucks uh, is 12. It was 16 coming into tonight. The Oilers get to the Canucks get nothing so that knocks two off as well so it's uh it's eight against the Flames and it's 12 against Vancouver to finish ahead of those two teams we're back after the news and weather across the foreboard. It was snuck in from the point, and it's hacked away by Nugent Hopkins. He'll bring it out. Two-on-one with Dreisaitl. In over the line. Pass. Dreisaitl. Scores! Leon Dreisaitl! He hammers that home! One of six goals for the Edmonton Oilers tonight. That means a $600 donation to 630 Chad Santa's anonymous courtesy James H. Brown and Associates Serious Injury Lawyers. Total for the season up to 15000 bucks. They give $100 every time the Oilers score. 6-1 win over the Jets this evening. Nels says that was the best four-line game this season. I like the pace the team played with. Going to keep it that going for the rest of the way. I liked how quick Kulikov looks. He looked calm as well. Fraser, oh, this is a good stat here. Uh, Sidney Crosby, 11 regular season hat tricks. McDavid already has nine in 10 fewer seasons. And Derek says, uh, do you have any idea why it took the Jets so long to change goalies? Oh, I think the biggest reason is I think Hellebuck's been pulled twice in the last two or three games. I don't think Paul Maurice wanted to pull his starter again. And in all honesty, it was a mercy pull. Uh, I don't... I don't know if this one was on Hellebuck. I mean, the number of grade-A scoring chances that he had against. He, he had two breakaways by McDavid that went through that he got scored on. He had two one-timer backdoors that he got scored on. This was just a matter of the Jets defensively were terrible tonight, and it was a mercy pull by Maurice. I don't think he pulled him earlier because uh, you goalies don't like being pulled. They certainly don't like being pulled during the game with the embarrassment of leaving the crease and skating by both benches. And he, the fact that he'd been pulled recently a couple times, I think they wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt 
and hopefully the team would play better in front of them, but they didn't. All right, let's go to the Certainteed Hotline. We have Miles standing by. Hey, Miles, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Hi, you guys. Always enjoying the show as usual. I want to get your opinion on, um, I'm kind of fascinated with Koskinen making so much more money than Smith. Do you think he feels bad about that, knowing that he's not as good? And, and conversely, do you think that Smith is resentful towards him, um, that he's making like a quarter of the money? How does that work? Uh, no and no. That simple. Right. No. No, they don't feel resentful and no one feels guilty. It's that simple. Okay. Interesting. Anyway, <laughs> right. I, I think you got to remember with Smith, uh, he he willingly signed the contract, and despite the season that he's having, he was not hotly pursued in free agency. I mean, the Oilers oh, didn't sign yeah, until right. the second day, and the Oilers were were looking for another goaltender. He he agreed to that contract. He knew the situation he was getting into, so I, I don't think he's now if. Who knows what happens this summer, Rob? <laughs> it could be a different situation because I'm going to give Smith stats here again. He's 17-5-2 with a 9.23 save percentage, Rob. And he, again, 6-1, okay, why are we talking about the goalie? Well, because it could have been 2 nothing Jets seven minutes into the oh, game. He was, and that he was changed excellent. everything. Yeah, he was excellent. He's been excellent every start. He, he's been uh, more than I think they ever would have imagined. He's been all world for the Edmonton Oilers. And a big reason that the Oilers right now are where they are in the standings is on as much Mike Smith as it's been on Connor and Leon. You can't, you can have the two greatest goal scorers in the league and not be a playoff hockey club. We've seen that here in Edmonton. You need goaltending, and Mike Smith, Smith has been excellent. But as far as being resentful for another player or a player being feeling guilty about his money, no, never. It never happens. Okay, we have Rocket standing by as well, and then we're going to bring you Dave Tippett. Rocket, go ahead. Uh, Rob, you're you're always taking away my best comments. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right about Smith. He just he's 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 a guy that that knows that completely understands. He's got like a year or two left in his career, and he's absolutely making the most of it. Like it's like you know what I mean. Like when. How would you feel when you played in the NHL and you know your days are, are numbered? You see it all over the NHL. Well, you enjoy it more. And I think that's what you're seeing with Mike Smith. He's enjoying every moment of it because you don't know how much longer you have. When you're young, I, I remember when I, I broke in, I had a guy named Randy Hillier that I played with. And he was an older veteran. And we're in the workout room just riding the bike. And he's turned to me and says, you know what, enjoy every second of it because it's going gonna, it's gonna to be over way before you expect it. It's going to fly by. And I'm looking at him thinking, okay, old man, whatever. <laughs> it's just because you're older saying this. But it does. It flies by. And as you get near the end of your career, you start realizing it. And then you want to enjoy every single day. You want to enjoy the dressing room. You want to enjoy uh, your game. And you want to enjoy the competition. And I think that's what you're seeing with Mike Smith right now. He's just living the dream right now. He's having a career year in a in a in a career that has been fantastic for him. But he's having this career year when everyone doubted him, and he's enjoying every second of it. And he doesn't want this to end. And he show and he shows it in the way he plays. And he deserves this because he's a guy that went out and and, and worked hard in the off season to to be a better goalie. You don't see that for thirty nine year old players trying to become better. He did so. This is. Uh, 
an incredible moment. And, and I, I read the other day about being, winning the Masterton. If this wasn't the year that Patrick Marlowe uh, beat Gordie Howe's all-time NHL record for, for games played, this would be a, a slam dunk for Mike Smith and what he's done in, 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 with this season. But, uh, yeah, Mike Smith has deserved everything he's gotten this season. And the Oilers' success in the playoffs, a lot of it is going to rely on the back or lay on the back of, of Mike Smith. And if he's doing what he's doing now in the playoffs, then the Oilers can go on a long run because he's been that good. Mike Smith, 36 saves tonight. Connor McDavid, a hat trick and an assist. The Oilers ring up the Jets 6-1. More postgame reaction, more from you coming up on Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Shifley, 10th in NHL, scoring 54 points. Got it back to the middle, forward shot. Saved by Smith. Rebound, Smith stopped that. The third one, Smith got a piece of it too. Good stops by Mike Smith here early. Scoreless in the first. Great work by both Mike Smith and Cam Moon on the microphone in that sequence. Mike Smith backstopping the Oilers to a 6-1 win over the Jets. Let's go back to Winnipeg, courtesy Mattress Superstore. Here's head coach Dave Tippett. Dave, uh, you know, Mike Smith made some big saves early, and, and then you guys really seemed to take take the game over and capitalize on your chances. Uh, what did you like about tonight? Uh, you always, I know as a coach, there's some things that you want to work on, so I guess kind of give me both. You uh, hit the nail on the head. We gave up some chances early. Schmidt made some big saves, and then, you know, we... Uh, we capitalized on a couple chances in the first, second period. We had we had two goals. We were trapped in our zone for over a minute, and we got them tired and came down and got a break in the other end and, and scored. So it's it was uh, it was an opportunistic night, but uh, you know, there's, that being said, we did some good things too. There's there's some parts of the game that I liked. Uh, our two new guys jumped in there. I thought both of them were really solid. So it. Uh, you know, it's 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 a game. Like you say, we capitalized on our chances, and then we kind of just hung around the game till we till it was over. Kulikov, I noticed he was in the offensive zone a lot, engaging in the rush. Is that, did you expect that from him, or is that just part of your style that you want from all your defensemen engaging? No, we we got we want people engaging in a smart way, you know. So he's he's got some skill. Like he's 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 not just a pure defender. He's got some skill. He's he moves the puck. He shoots the puck very well. But you know, his his he's weighted more on the on the defending side, which is which is good. But uh, you know, I thought tonight he got his feet wet, and hopefully he'll continue to improve from there. Bob Stoffer, six thirty, Chad. Dave, you uh, played against some great players. You've coached some great players. But right now you're watching a guy. I mean, give us your thoughts just on what we're seeing. I don't mean to disrespect the other aspects of your team's game, but what Connor brought tonight, in fact, what Connor's brought all season. Wow, he's just, you know, his his game is... Like I say, I've been around a long time. There's very few people that you see that can dominate a game like he can. And it's... Uh, you know, he does it in a lot of different aspects of the game. He, his speed is, is unbelievable, but his hands and his thinking are, are at another level also. So it's, it's uh, you know, he's, uh, he's a driver on our team. You know, Dreisaitl is a big part of that also, but, but Connor's just, his year this year has been just superb. 
and just to follow up on the comment you had earlier, just on McLeod uh, specifically, you, you had him 14 minutes tonight. Uh, what did you like uh, in terms of his first showing for you? Just solid, solid in all areas. He's a he plays a strong game. You know, he protects the puck well. He transports the puck well. Uh, good speed, and he's and he's smart. He's really smart. He he's in position. He. Uh, you know, he, he doesn't get doesn't get chasing things around. He thinks the game well, and uh, you know, so it's it's a good start. Young player in here. I didn't I didn't uh, keep him away from anybody. I, you know, just he was uh, he was a big part of the game, and uh, it was a good start for him. Good start. It's sometimes it's hard that first game you got some jitters, and but he looked he looked really calm. I think it helps that he's got brothers in there and uh, the guys were real good with him. The line was solid, so that's a good start for him. Jim Matheson, Post Media. Dave, you played against Wayne Gretzky. Does Connor McDavid have any of Wayne Gretzky in him? That was a different time. Different time, you know. But I mean, in terms of dominating, taking over a game. Yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's a handful of players over the history of the game that are able to do that and certainly Connor's in that in that group and in terms of uh, Kulikov I guess we forget that he was playing in the National Hockey League when he was only 18 years old as a yeah. draft pick so yeah. you know he was a first round draft pick and while he's for the years he's been kind of a defensive defenseman he was an offensive defenseman as a junior and he was in the NHL at 18 maybe we forget that yeah, he's got good skill. I mean, you see players come over from Russia. I mean, there there are a lot of you know their puck skills are have been very strong. They wouldn't get over here if they didn't have strong puck skills. So he's kind of uh, developed his game where he still moves the puck well, but he's become a real strong, steady defender. And uh, that's kind of what we expect when we got him. And, and you know, it's uh, it's early here. I think there's there's some parts of his game. You know, when you're defending like that, there's some things tonight that we have to have to kind of stay on top of one i don't think he's been used to a goalie that plays the puck as much as smitty does so there's a couple times he was coming back where we normally our defenseman kind of fan out uh he was coming back for the puck so there's some things like that but he was he was real solid in this first game thank you terry jones post media oh can you uh Dave? Just discuss for a minute the, uh, I mean, w when you got here, Connor had already been a Hart Trophy winner and a scoring champion and all that sort of thing. But from yeah. the time you got here until now, have you noticed an improvement in his play as well? Well, I think last year, you know, Terry, he uh, was coming off the injury and it took him a while to get well, not back up to speed. He's got speed all the time, but it just took him a while to get comfortable with it. But this year, I think after he really took, uh, you know, our loss in the in the bubble there, uh, he really took that to heart, and he uh, he had a good summer of training, and he, uh, you know, he came back and he was a very motivated guy to get back to top form and you're seeing top form plus right now i mean he's uh he's a dominant player every night you go into a game he can dominate a game and tonight was one of those games and do you have any theory why uh uh leon and, and connor i mean they dominate the league anyhow but they, they seem to have a special thing going against winnipeg this year i think connor's got 
two plus points every single game. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's you can say that you can say that about a lot of teams, though. You know, I mean, <laughs> there's it's it just is what it is. They they've uh, you know there's some teams that. I think I read something that Wayne was talking about that uh, yesterday or today or something that Wayne said sometimes there's teams where you just seem like the puck follows you around or you get, you know, you have some luck against. And I think that's the way it's gone for Connor this year. Daniel Nijamoma in the Athletic. Dave, with the way that uh, Connor McDavid is playing and, and even the, the combination of him and Jesse Pugliarvi, uh, they've been together for a long time. Do you think that that kind of connection would allow you to then uh, stick with the dry sidle, uh, Yamamoto and Nugent Hopkins as a line. Do you, do you like the balance that you're kind of creating there? Well, we're trying to we're trying to search for that. That's why we're trying some different things. I thought that Cahoon, Cahoon was a good fit on that line tonight. He played well. So, uh, so we'll see how it goes, but we're trying to, that's one of the things we've talked about as a group here. We've got to try to, um, improve our balance throughout our lineup and uh and you know tonight was a step in that right direction hopefully and uh, as well as connor has mcdavid has played all well all year and and tonight can you envision anyone else being the mvp of the league this year well i'm sure there's some players that have played very well but from from my vantage point, I get to watch him every night, and I know what he does for our team. It would be hard to imagine a player had more impact on their team than Connor has on ours. Tony Barraro, Oilers TV. Hey, Dave, Leon Dreisaitl becomes the highest scoring German of all time with 488 points in just 468 games. All right, there's some comments from Oilers head coach Dave Tippett as the Oilers cruise past the Winnipeg Jets 6-1. I certainly... Would hope Connor McDavid would win the Hart Trophy, Rob. I got a kick out of it last year. I even wrote a, wrote a mocking piece about it for my show that two people didn't put Leon Dreisaitl in the top five <laughs> for their Hart Trophy. But hey, and last year I said if you did, if you didn't think Leon was first, okay, fine. But if you're mm-hmm. the leading scorer in the NHL, you sh- you should be in the top five for Hart Trophy. Uh, Connor's running; no, the- he might win it unanimously, and he's running away with it this year. Yeah, no, I agree. There's there's some people that should have their votes pulled. Uh, yeah, again, last year I agree that there's a couple other arguments that could have made for Panarin in 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 New York or or McKinnon in Colorado. There's some other great players, but they all should have been in the top three. So yeah, the 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 two that didn't give Leon votes in the top five both should have lost their. Uh, voting privileges and this year now th- th- this year is weird simply because nobody gets to see anybody so you're basing everything mainly off of stats but the year that connor's had and the highlight reels that he's put together each and every night uh it would be hard pressed for anyone to vote in any other way other than for connor this year he's having that good a season uh but there's always some fools out there that We'll vote a different way. But, yeah, Connor's having he, – he's having a great year, and, and we're spoiled. Honestly, we're spoiled because I think right now the two best players in the league play for the Oilers, and we get to see them each and every night. And, unfortunately, for all the other Northern Division teams, they get to see them each and every night as well because they have feasted this year on the North Division. And that's why going into the playoffs, if the Oilers stay healthy and Mike Smith continues to do what he's doing – the Oilers have a chance to put something together because I think the top four are that close, but everyone's got warts. And right now that we've seen that Connor and Leon 
are capable of exploiting some of the warts that these playoff teams have. Okay, and we'll talk more about Dreisaitl tonight as well. Six more the Oilers win it. We'll go to the Certainty Hotline. We have Colton standing by. Colton, thank you for calling. Hey, guys, how's it going? Quite well. Right on. Hey, I want your guys' thoughts on uh, Kulikov because what I've seen from tonight, like, he just looks like a younger, faster, bigger uh, wrestle to me. Like, he, he looked good. And uh, so did McLeod. Like, he didn't, well, he was probably nervous, but he didn't have too much jitters. He had some tough touches, and he he looked good. But, you know, uh, going back to Kulikov, like, I know it's his first game, and I'm going to assume he'll get better and get used to the pairings and all that stuff. But, yeah, he, I'm not saying Chris Russell's a bad player, but he, he looks like a, a bit of an upgrade on Chris Russell. I just want your guys' thoughts on that. Thank you. Thanks. Um, Go ahead, Rob. Yeah, I, I think that was their plan. Is I mean, he was playing in the first pairing in New Jersey. Um, I think they need they want him in the second period here pairing here in Edmonton. Uh, he he plays a physical game. He's he's tough to play against. Uh, they like having a heavy pairing that they can put out against the other team's skilled players and hopefully wear them down through a playoff series. I do believe you'll see Russell in the playoffs playing as well maybe not every game maybe they rotate some defensemen but I think in their minds uh, Kulikov will be ahead of Russell in the depth chart going into the playoffs that's their thought process things change between now and the end of the season uh, but yeah I think they they were trying to upgrade their depth on the left side and I think that they did that and Cuckoo might be healthy for the playoffs as well so then they yeah. would have a lot of options and they'd have options and of I, don't, course- I, I don't have him ahead of Jones or or Russell, I wouldn't, going into the playoffs after missing the games. I thought he was average at best when he played, but it does give them more depth. They have a – you need depth going into the playoffs, and they well, injuries, have right? better depth, yes. Yeah, injuries, streaks, all those types of things. All right, we're looking for somebody to finish the play as well, 780-496-0063. Leon Dreisaitl is now the highest-scoring German player ever to participate in the NHL. We'll look at that list when we get back. Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Into the Jets and left wing. Pass to the middle. Pull the RV over to Cahoon. Scores! Darnell Nurse with the one-timer off the right wing on the pass from Pooley RV makes it 5 nothing Edmonton. All right, that is Darnell Nurse's 15th of the season. That leads all defensemen in the NHL. Oilers beat the Jets 6-1. We have Richard for finish the play. Richard, just for calling in, we're going to get you a $50 sawmill gift card. Ooh. Now, to put your name into the grand prize, Richard, I'm going to test you here. Do you mind being tested? I'm not going to be too hard on you because I'm going to give you a second chance. Okay, but I'm going to... Before before I give you multiple choices, do you know who is second in uh, among NHL defensemen in goals this season? Oh, second. Um, I do not know off the top. I could guess. Take a guess. Oof, who's a good defenseman? <laughs> uh, who plays for? Uh, I'll just say Tyson Berry. I know it's not him. It's not Tyson Berry. I'm going to give you the choices now. Okay. Is it Jacob Chikrin or John Klingberg? Uh, let's go with uh, 
the second guess there. Why don't you go with the other one? <laughs> okay, let's go with that first one. The, the, yeah. Jacob Chikrin from the Arizona Coyotes has 14 goals. Your name's going into the grand prize draw for a $1,000 gift certificate to PF Custom Care, or pardon me, $1,000 gift certificate to Visions Electronics from PF Custom Countertops. That's the way it goes. Support local with a PF renovation. Get started at pfcustomcountertops.com. Chickren's having quite a season, Rob. Yeah, I, uh, I was shocked. I saw that the other day when I, I was going through the stats of it, one of the box scores of one of the games. I saw it when he scored his 12th or 13th goal. I'm like, I, I mean, I've always thought he was a, a fairly solid defenseman, but I always thought he was more in the the Adam Larson type of vein, a hard guy to play against. It's physical, plays a little mean. I would never would have expected him to be a, a 14 goal scorer in the National Hockey. I'm I'm absolutely shocked by that. Now, obviously, we don't get to see him play this year, but yeah, I never would have guessed. I thought to me he was just a hard nosed defenseman that played rough and tumble. Good on him for the season he's having. Yeah, he's only 23, and he had a hat trick earlier this season, so he's doing really well. Okay, we'll get to the the Leon Dreisettle storyline as he passes Marco Sturm to become the highest-scoring German player of all time. We will make Leon Dreisettle the fourth star tonight for Mr. Mike's Steakhouse Casual. Order your game day meal for takeout or delivery. Check out the menu at mrmikes.ca. The three stars, well, no doubt about it, McDavid, the first star. Mike Smith picked the second star. Darnell Nurse, the third star. The Oilers cruise tonight. 6-1 over the Winnipeg Jets. They're a point ahead of the Jets for second in the North, and they have two games in hand. Back with more Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Dubois across the foreboard. It was snuck in from the point, and it's hacked away by Nugent Hopkins. He'll bring it out. Two-on-one with Dreisaitl. In over the line. Pass. Dreisaitl. Scores! Leon Dreisaitl! He hammers that home! An absolute bullet from Leon Dreisaitl, his 23rd of the season. The assist from Nuge, that made it 4-0 Oilers in the second period. They go on to win 6-1 McDavid with a hat trick. I can tell you that Jesse Pugliarvi has now been given an assist on McDavid's second goal tonight, early in the second period. So a two-assist performance from Pugliarvi this evening. And, of course, McDavid gets four points to get up to 81. Two points for Dreisaitl, Rob. 488 in his career. He passes Marco Sturm as the highest scoring German player of all time. Did it in about half the number of games. Jochen Hescht, the third most prolific German scorer in NHL history, 463. Remember him? I, I do. I remember him very well. Um, I mean, it's uh, it's not a list... Um littered with high-scoring Germans. As I think they're I just going through it too. There are five Germans that with over 100 points and only seven Germans with over 50 points. Uh, but there are some young ones coming up. There's a kid playing in Minnesota right now who's on a bit of a heater. He's got three goals in his last five games. Uh, kid in Ottawa is, is going to be a, a star in the Wait, National what, what do you have? I looked at, well, I looked at uh, the top German forwards of all time oh, so well Erhoff was a d and, and uve krupp's up there or, uve okay krupp i'm looking oh i'm just i'm just looking at forwards that's why. yeah and then seidenberg is sixth so three of the top six german scores of all time are defensemen so that's why yeah, yeah I, got forwards, di- I got different they're, they're guys on my list well on mine tobias reader is number five for the highest scoring german forwards he's and he's we saw him go all time yeah yeah we saw him score go a season without a goal so 
Um, but there are some good young players coming up. And what happens is when you have in, in countries that don't have as many players that play in the National Hockey League, when one player has a, a breakout season, when a star happens, then all of a sudden there's just a whole bunch of players that want to be just like them. And that's when you start seeing more and more players come over. So uh, Leon Dreisaitl is going to uh, be a hero to the to the hockey world in, in Germany and all the, the kids are going to want up to be grow up to be like Leon and hopefully that gets a bunch more young boys and girls into hockey and wearing their Leon Dreisaitl jersey and eventually we'll see them either in the National Hockey League or playing in the Olympics for the women's side of it and uh, he is going to spark hopefully a surge in hockey in Germany. And that does happen. It takes mm-hmm. a while, but a lot of the look at all the Canadians now who are in the NBA or who are yep. you know NCAA stars who were you know little kids when Steve Nash was winning MVPs was at 0506, I think when he won the back to back MVPs. So it does happen. It doesn't always happen in in three or four years, but it does happen. It's funny. Uh, Philip Grubauer and Thomas Grice are 25th and 26th. Well, tied for 24th actually, and they're both goalies. For German sports <laughs> players, they, have, they both have three assists. But no, I mean, I, sh- I shouldn't. Uh, I shouldn't make. Fun. Well, Jason Holland's on this list. Who uh, yeah, lives in a good old, he good was old born, German born in boy. Germany. Yeah, good yeah. old German boy from Edmonton. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it, it's it's a pretty amazing accomplishment from uh, for Drysdale, and, and certainly nothing against Sturm. I mean, uh, Sturm played 938 games. Hess he played eight hundred. Like, like th- these guys were established, solid. Um, NHL players, but uh, I mean, Leon is at uh, another level and, and you're right. That's the guy who would be the poster boy. You wouldn't just say, well, he's the best German hockey player. You'd say he's one of the best German athletes in the world. Like it's oh. not just you'd, the other guys you'd say, well, they're the best German hockey player, but you wouldn't have ever put them, you know, up with the, the soccer players and Dirk Nowitzki. And I'm sure they got a couple formula one guys or whatever, like Leon's on that short list for, for German athletes, any sport. Absolutely. Well, Leon is, I mean, uh, he's in the top five best hockey players in the world. And there'd be probably a lot of people shortlist him in the top three. He's that good. I mean, you, people are not really talking about the season that Leon is having because Connor's been all world. But if Connor all of a sudden just it just vanished, take away his stats, Leon is having another MVP season. I mean, that's how good a year Leon's having, but it's being overshadowed because his teammate is that much better this year. But Leon is having, uh, coming off an Art Ross trophy and a Hart trophy, he's put together another season that's, I, I don't have it in front of me, but he's got to be close to the same points per game as he had last year, or close, I think when he was the MVP. So that's how good the Oilers are, or how fortunate the Oilers are having these two players, and we get to, as fans, see them play every single game. Well, Leonard has just written into the show. He says, I hope people who are watching the team appreciate the talent that Connor and Leon bring. It's once in a lifetime what you're seeing. Appreciate it, savor it, enjoy it. You probably won't see it in your lifetime again. And Leonard adds, by the way, Rob, you're a hell of a player yourself. Well, you thank go. you very much. I'm not going to be said in there in the same breath as Leon or Connor, but uh, but I appreciate hey, it. Connor's never scored 49 in a season. <laughs> no, because he did better. Leon than has that. taught you. <laughs> oh, sorry. Leon Connor. has yeah, taught Leon you. Leon has taught me. Yeah, just a matter of time. Con- get, get, how many goals does Connor have this year? What's he at? 20- uh, 28. 
28. 28 no. Yeah, well, he, he would have taught me if they got to play a full season this year. So I'm going to predict Connor will score 50 in the next two years. That's my prediction. Yeah, I think that's a safe bet. Oh, whoa, whoa, come on. Like, give me some. I mean, I went out on a limb there. I said two years. Didn't say three. <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, I also got to thank uh, Wilt, who texted a few minutes ago. Uh, Jacob Chikrin scored tonight. So he's now at 15 goals as well. That's unbelievable. So, uh, yeah, he and, and given the timing, he probably scored right when we were talking about him. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's now halfway through the third period, and he scored two minutes into the third period, and we were talking about him like 15 minutes ago. So probably about it, we were as we were talking about him having 14 goals, he went out and got his 15th to tie Darnell Nurse. So there you go. Let's hear from Leon Drysaddle. Here we go. Hey Leon, um, just wanted to ask you about early on in that game. Um, you know, Mike Smith had to make a few saves for you guys. Well, you got your feet on you. Just how how crucial is he in those moments, and how how key has he become for you? Uh, yeah, huge. Um, obviously, um, you know, goalie's always big. Uh, he's been amazing all year for us. He's been keeping us in games. Um, he helps our, our D out. He helps us break out the puck a lot. Um, so, yeah, it's, 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 it's huge to have someone back there that you trust and, and that you rely on. And um, obviously, uh, yeah, he's had another, another great night. We've asked you many times over the years about what you're seeing from Connor McDavid. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if back then you would have thought there was another level like this in him, but I mean, is this a whole new level that you're seeing like the rest of us seem to be? Uh, yeah, I mean, sky's the limit. <laughs> um, I think we talk about him enough. Uh, he shows it every night. Um, he's yeah, very, very, very special player. I know you're you're a guy that doesn't really care too much about st personal statistics, but you're uh, you just became the highest scoring uh, player from Germany in NHL history. I mean, what, what does that mean to you to do it so quickly, too? Um, yeah, it's it's a big honor, obviously. Um, like you said, I'm not not the biggest fan of um, talking about myself, but um, it's. Uh, We've had we've had a lot of great hockey players coming out of Germany, and um, you know, obviously, to to lead that list is, is very special to me. Um, and and yeah, I take big big pride in that. And and yeah, like I said, it's a, it's a big honor. All right, that is Leon Drysaddle who gets a goal and an assist tonight. Four hundred eighty-eight points, one ahead of Marco Sturm. Six-one, the Oilers take it. More ahead, Heartland Ford overtime open line from the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Center. All right, here's how this one unfolded tonight. The Jets were out playing the Oilers early. Mike Smith solid through the first seven or eight minutes. At one point, the shots were 7-2 for the Jets. Alex Chason got his 100th career goal. Connor McDavid flipped in a little backhand poke, and all of a sudden, the Oilers were up 2-0 after one. McDavid early in the second, then Dreisaitl at 11:40. Nurse at 13:18. It was 5-zip. Shifley got a power play goal, then McDavid on a breakaway with 3.30 left in the second period for his hat-trick marker. No scoring in the third. Mike Smith making 36 saves. He's 17-5-2. Good uh, text here from 
Ken here, Rob. He says, did you notice Leon toe-pick the puck on a board battle, wrap the puck around the defender's leg with his foot like a soccer ball, kick it to his stick, and pass it out front on the chase-on goal? One of the most subtle, ultra-high-level plays I've ever seen. I love how Ken breaks that down, and Dreisaitl and other skilled players, um, I, I mean, as, as much as you talk about all oh, the skill when you have time and all that, you, you got to get the puck out of tight areas to start the play. And I think that's one of Dreisaitl's specialties. Well, it's a specialty for him because he, he's a strong player. Like, he, he's physically strong. And on that one there, as we talked about at the end of the, the period, he, he's, he's got a defenseman draped all over him. And most players, when you're, when you're physically held up against the wall, you're, you're just trying to, to, to push off. You're just trying to get loose. Leon wasn't even thinking that. He was trying to get, as, as the texter said, get the puck to his stick. And then you can see him. He's got his head up. He's got his hands free and his stick free, and now he's trying to make a play. The defenseman has no idea. He thinks he's got, okay, I've got this guy. Leon's going nowhere. I've done my job. But because Leon get it, got the puck to his stick and he's free with his arms to make a play, Nate Thompson has to come down and try and take away the pass. But Leon gets it by him, and all of a sudden, the Oilers have a two-on-one in front of the net. So uh, sometimes little things are overlooked. To me, my favorite player I ever watched, player one of them, was Pavel Datsuk. And it wasn't for all the, the shootout goals that he scored, the pretty plays. It was all the subtle plays that he did that you don't really notice unless you uh, look closely and then you appreciate them that much more. And that one, uh, a, a great text on what Leon did. You appreciate the subtleness, the the small things. He's not able to set up the play unless he gets the puck from his feet to his stick, has his hands free to be able to make the pass out front. So great players do subtle things and they do them without people noticing because they do them so quickly and so effortlessly. And that's what Leon does. That's what Connor does. There's another example today. I think it was a, a pass from Cahoon coming out of his own zone. Uh, he missed Leon's, or sorry, he missed Connor's stick by about, oh, probably seven feet. But he put it in the skates of Connor, and Connor from his skate to his stick without missing stride. And he's going full speed. A lot of players, it hits their skate, it bounces the wrong direction. They have to stop and come back. The great players make it look so easy, as Connor did with the pass and as what Leon did in the corner to set up the goal. Ryan McLeod plays his first NHL game, played 14-18, had a shot on goal, credited with a hit. He took five face-offs, won three of them, so a nice little 60% jumping out of the gate for Ryan McLeod. Here he is. Well, Ryan, tell us about your first game. How was that for you? <laughs> Uh, you know, dream come true. It was a lot of fun playing out there. Um, I'm glad to get the win. There's, you know, it's a really good game, and uh, it's a lot of fun playing out there. So you're sitting on the bench watching a guy put on an unbelievable performance like that. What's crossing your mind? Uh, you know, he's kind of in, like, wow about it. You know, he's just, you know, him and Leon and, uh, you know, Nuge are just so good, and it's so fun to watch them. And you know, you're glad to be on, uh, you know, on their team. So it's uh, it's been a lot of fun watching them play. Jim Matheson, Post Media. A couple of things, Ryan. Um, when you're playing your first game, you're obviously nervous. Um, you touched the puck a lot and you got to play a lot. Was it one of those games where it wasn't such a close game where all of a sudden they, the coach cut the bench down and you didn't get a chance to play? You ended up playing 12 and a half minutes. So is that just about you know the, the best case scenario for you? Yeah, it was nice. I, uh, 
you know, felt, uh, you know, better as the game went on. I think, you know, my confidence in the puck, you know, grew. And, um, you know, luckily I was able to get out there a, a pretty good amount. And, uh, you know, I was happy with how it went. And you got hit the one time there. How'd that feel? <laughs> it was good. It woke me up a bit. <laughs> Daniel, need your ball in the athletic. Hey, Ryan, um, Jay Woodcroft says that you're the type of guy that doesn't need to score three points to impact a game. Did you, do you feel that tonight, that you were able to impact the, the game without obviously chipping in offensively? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, it was good. I, I, I think I played hard. You know, I used my speed pretty well and, uh, you know, won some faceoffs. So it was, uh, it was nice being out there, and I think you know, I helped them, you know, get the job done. Any uh, kind of mementos or, or uh, keepsakes that you'll take from from the game tonight? Uh, the puck or anything? Yeah, the ref actually came over and gave me the puck, and then you know they're all saying congrats and stuff. So it was uh, it was really nice. Great, congratulations. Thank you, Jason Greger, TSN twelve sixty. Ryan, the uh, first NHL game is obviously a, a dream come true. Uh, did you catch yourself at any point on the bench, uh, maybe watching 97, like puts on another clinic and it's just coincides with your first NHL game, must make it a little bit more memorable. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, they're kind of first shift. The guys are like, it's it's a little bit different watching them at ice level than, you know, on the TV. So you know, a couple of shifts, I was kind of just, you know, watching them out there. And, uh, you know, it's fun. He's uh, you know, a great player and you know, he did well tonight. So it was a lot of fun to watch him. And then what about, you know, opposition guys? You know, you I think you were 60% in the face-off tonight. Was, was there kind of like a wow I mean, NHL moment for you tonight? Yeah, I mean, they're a great team. They have a lot of, you know, skilled players. You, you know, I like kind of like growing up watching, and uh, it was a lot of fun to go out there and compete against them, and uh, I'm just happy with the win tonight. Tony Brar, Oilers TV. Hey, Ryan, congratulations on your first game. Um, you talked about Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid, and they put out a show that they did tonight. To know that you are entering the next chapter of your life and you'll be rubbing shoulders with these guys frequently and, and potentially learning from them for, for years to come, what does that mean to you? You know, it's unreal. I mean, you get to play with the best every night. Uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to, you know, uh, get to practice with them and, you know, see their tendencies and, uh, you know, kind of give you tips going, going forward. So, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to it and it's, uh, it's an exciting time. Uh, for some players, their welcome to the NHL moment happens right before puck drop or lining up alongside a player they idolized growing up. I know it's right after the game, so I apologize if you can't answer this right now, but was there a welcome to the NHL moment for you today? I think just, you know, first shift, you know, hopping on with the boards and getting on the ice. It's, uh, you know, a dream come true. You've been, you know, thinking about this day for, you know, kind of your whole life growing up and uh, finally get the chance. It's, uh, you know, it's really unreal. Thank you. Mark Spector, Sportsnet. Hey, congratulations, Ryan. Who's the first person you're going to phone after the game? <laughs> Probably my uh, mom. <laughs> Your mom? But what do you think she's going to say? Uh, probably that she's just, you know, really proud of me and uh, you know, just asked me how the game went and how, she, how it felt. <laughs> All right. Congratulations. There is the uh, first ever NHL postgame Zoomer. <laughs> but Ryan McLeod, I gave you his stats. Uh, the, all, the other guy making an Oilers debut tonight, though not his NHL debut, debut Dmitry Kulikov, plus two, 18 minutes, 23 seconds. Had a shot on goal, four hits tonight for Kulikov. The Oilers roll over the Jets, 6-1. McDavid with three goals and an assist. He's up to 81 points on the year. These two teams are going to do it again Wednesday. Once again, face-off show at 5.30. The game will start at 7.00. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I'll have inside sports from 6 to 8. You can get more on this game, more Oilers coverage on 630Ched.com 
globalnews.ca. Troy Bowler is our game day engineer. Thanks to him. Also, thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. You've been listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers take it 6-1.